Whether your beer is in a bottle, can, or glass, kick back and relax. It's Better on Draft. Welcome, everybody, to episode 336 of the Better on Draft podcast. My name is Ken. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Of course, we are live Friday, 7.15 p.m. Eastern over on Facebook, Tik or not TikTok yet, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, Kick, uh, some other places, probably Twitter. I think we're even live on Twitter. So join us if you want to join us in the chat. Of course, if you're listening via the podcast, you can always check out the video on demand at youtube.com forward slash better on draft. Uh, and if you're listening via the video uh, on our YouTube or Facebook page, of course, you can check out our podcast and subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your subscriptions. Let's go over through the hosts. Uh, Wendy will be joining us in just a few minutes. But I wanted to get going. Dan, what are you drinking over there? Hey, all right. So I've got a barrel-aged Speedway Stout tonight. And then if that is enough, I've got a Midnight Run Coffee Stout from 12 West. Ken is muted. And Rob, what are you drinking over there? This is a new thing that he does. Uh, I have day 21 of my advent calendar, a new Glarus Wisconsin Belgian Red, one of my absolute favorite beers. It is just beautiful. Almost caught up. You're you're one almost, day behind. Almost caught up. You can get there for the, the news segment. Uh, <laughs> we got Wendy cracking open her can. Wendy, what do you got over there? I um, have a Trogues Mad Elf, shocker, but I also have a Creature Comfort Tropicalia. Uh, well, for me, I am going a little light today, just one beer, uh, but that is a 2023 Bourbon County, uh, as I am going to be getting some more from Chicago tomorrow, including uh, a handful of the variants that I am excited to pick up. Uh, with that in mind, no guest in studio today, as it is the holidays, and many of our guests are, uh, you know, getting ready for the holidays, throwing holiday parties. Uh, so we're just kind of doing a, a nice little roundtable chat. And I wanted to kind of go over some different topics today. Um, and there was one thing that we had that we wanted to talk about, which was beer traditions. Um, we've we've kind of talked about you know, special things. We have our inside jokes. We talk to each other, obviously myself and Dan have known each other for a very long time. Um, I've known Wendy for a decent amount of time now through the beer industry and Rob, you're brand new, but what are some, well, brand new to better on draft. I should say, uh, what are some beer traditions or traditions around beer that you celebrate or that you utilize? And I'm going to start with Wendy. Cause I feel like there might be, uh, a good amount that she has from all of the different releases and parties that she does with the Detroit draft divas um, and everything like that. Well, the divas usually get together for Christmas at some point. Um, and a couple of years ago, uh, right after COVID, we um, changed up a little bit and we did a stocking, uh, not a stocking, a sock exchange. So you had to get a pair of Christmas themed socks and one of the sacks gets stuffed with beer. The other stuff sack gets stuffed with whatever you want to put in there. Um, and I thought that was really fun. That's that's a good time. And I love crazy sacks. So, I mean, it's the best of all worlds, in my opinion. So that's the one that comes to mind first when I think of Christmas traditions. 
Well, not even necessarily Christmas traditions. What about just like regular beer traditions? You know, there's a lot of people who go to uh, Three Floyds Day or Four Elf Day or, um, you know, different release parties over at Drafting Table, like here in Michigan or Ascension. Or there was that one place in Florida where like the line was so long, it was getting into the subdivision and the people were calling the cops. Is there a a beer release party or a tradition that you would that you used to go to or you still go to or you want to start going back to maybe even a festival? No rules day for sure. I love it. Beer more than anything. It's so delicious. So um, I miss going and standing in line, though. The last time I went and stood in line for it, I was not as prepared as I thought I was because I left my boots in the car back here so i was standing with a pair of pair of uh, converse with a hole in the bottom that i didn't know was there until i was standing in the water um on a freezing cold day and i had lost my hat the night before so i was woefully unprepared for a freezing cold no rules day um luckily my beer fairy um is very lenient with me <laughs> and didn't mind that I went and sat inside for a little while while they stood in line. <laughs> so what is no rules day? Uh, no rules is the release of parents. No rules. Um, okay. Technically it's the only time you can get it unless it's on draft someplace. Um, and there's really just no rules. Like you can buy as many as you want. So you could go and pick up a whole truckload or you could go and pick up one or two, but you're all standing in the same line. Ah, gotcha. I know. So, I know. Dan was so kind is of like chuckling. how there's no laws. I, yeah, well, there's no rules. So there's there's, there's no there's, rules while you're drinking. No rules. There there are no rules. When no rules day started, there was a guy who would rent a truck, go to Perrin. And would actually um, like not beer fairy, but um, be the what, what's the mule? Uh, mule, yeah. They he would mule the beer back to the east side of the state, and this guy would buy literally pallets worth of no rules to bring back to the state. And he never upcharged or anything like that. He never charged. You know, um, you you paid for what it was, whatever the beer was plus tax. That's it. Um, and it was so crazy, uh, to see some of those photos of this guy and all the, the work he would do with parent, obviously to facilitate this purchase. But this is one of those things where people would wait in line. The first person would always get uh, a bowling ball as their prize to be the first person in line. Cause it's a reference to the big Lebowski. There's no rules, um, in Vietnam, uh, it's a, which is why it's like a Vietnamese Imperial Porter, uh, according to uh, Bill Carney. Uh, and he, he has a, a much larger one. I don't know if this is. Oh, there it is. Hey, no <laughs> rules are followed throughout the creation of the product. The gigantic 15% Imperial Porter is deceptively smooth and subtly sweet with layers of flavor that seem to never end. Some say it tastes like a Mounds candy bar that's been dipped over and over again in rich chocolate and soaked in bourbon. Other people find flavors of coconut, cinnamon, toffee, vanilla, and coffee. And they would also be correct. The beer is special, and there's a reason why it's named as the top beer in and it looks like it got cut off. So I'm guessing top beer in the U.S., top beer in the, the world. Vietnamese porter category. Oh. It's the best <laughs> Vietnamese it out. out there. 
it beat out two other beers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun. So actually, so- when Better on Draft sent me to the um, beers beers without beards festival in Maine, that was the day of no re- no beers release. And I actually stopped in the middle of the festival to order my no rules so that I could go and pick it up later. <laughs> well, so the, the original no rules orders were on site. There was, I don't think there was pre-orders. It was no, all, you, you just show up and buy. So people would have to wait in line. Huge party would ensue. We went in 2019, I believe, uh, as better on draft myself, Matt, Rob, and Nick. And the four of us went through the entire process and we saw all of the, you know, cashed bottles in line and cups and stuff. I'm like, this has got to be so annoying to have to clean up after all these messy people. Um, the, the lack of foresight to have garbage cans for bottles and cans and stuff and garbage cans for plastics and stuff on parents side is probably their fault as I victim blame them there. Uh, but the event itself is a lot of fun. Um, they do a lot of releasing of older kegs of no rules that you get to try. When we went, there was a cigar roller there. Um, and then I also believe me and Matt tried to do foaling. And uh, like when we went to uh, Eastern Market and played bags and got our asses kicked, uh, we also got our asses kicked at foaling too. So I got a great idea for this. What's that? No rules. We're going to start a GoFundMe next year. We're going to be first in line and buy every single bottle available and let everyone watch us dump it out down the drain. <laughs> I I I feel like you had people like maybe willing to donate up until that last part, Dan. What, pouring it down the drain? Why? Yeah. <laughs> I would never let that happen. Are you kidding? I underbuy every year and I feel like I overbuy, I underbuy every stinking year. I'm, I get to that last bottle and I'm like, I did not think this through. I thought it'd be a good idea. You, we'd be famous. <laughs> like, yes. Ever. What about you, Rob? Do you have any beer traditions that you do out in Indiana or things that are kind of uh, a yearly reoccurrence? So as a Christmas tradition, ever since my kids are small, and this is one I guess my wife brought with her, um, we would leave out cookies for Santa, but with a beer because Santa likes beer. So that was always nice. (laughs) Um, But so the no rules, uh, my group... Well, one person in my group and I, we used to go to uh, Beer Brewery, B-I-E-R. Um, it's on the east side of Indianapolis. Really good stuff. Uh, one of the older craft breweries in the area, too. Um, but they have an annual release, which I think is tomorrow, if I remember right, for Sanitarium, which was a, a quad. It's a quad that's won gold medal at GABF a few times. It's just, it's really, really delicious. Um, and so we'd go and would stand in line, but it's not festive. It, it was kind of boring and transactional um but if you go later in the day then that's when they're that's when all the regulars are there and they've started drinking and and they're sitting around having a good time but it's on the east side of town so we have to drive back so you don't want to sit around drinking a quad and then have to drive back i don't think uber was even a thing back then um so uh, yeah so that would was a tradition that we had, we did that a few times, um, but then they started making more and more sanitarium. So I'm not even going to go over there tomorrow and pick one up. I'll just wait until the next time I'm in that area of town and pick one up then. Um, but 
we had a local brewery for a little while. It was open for almost two years. Uh, yeah, they didn't quite make their second anniversary. And in um, about nine months in, they released their first barrel-aged beer. And they were having a great big uh, you know, release party for it. It's called Glorious Destruction. And me and my crews, we were there all the time at this brewery. Um, I think I was keeping them in business. And uh, so for the Glorious Destruction release, I was talking to the, the owners and I said, hey, uh, I'd like to do a big old line out front. You guys okay with that? And they said, yeah, that sounds great. That's wonderful. <laughs> so we showed up um, a few hours early, three or four hours early and started our line then and started a graveyard and they, you know, the owners were getting all their stuff ready and they'd come out and they'd share beers with us that share, you know, that bring beers out to share with us that, that people had given them and we'd share whatever we were drinking with them. And um, people would come and buy their glorious destruction and then they'd leave and they'd come back to stand, come bring us beer in the line and, and share beers too. So it ended up, there were quite a few of us at various times just out there drinking beers Um we got to do that twice. The second time was uh, March 2020, right before everything shut down for COVID. And it was also their last week in business. They had pre-announced that. So it was very sad. But those were, it was going to be a tradition. <laughs> I there, The few times that I've ever like done the wait in line for a beer, I've always wanted, I, I just more appreciated the the camaraderie with everyone that is in uh, drinking the beer it's it's almost like a tailgate to an event like you're tailgating for the beer release so you're drinking before you drink uh, which is kind of like going to a football game where you drink before you drink um the the last time that i did it though it was so long ago and it was a kunin and it was some solstice release party and i remember just waiting in line and it was right before i think pipe and brock started talking to me um, about the the laws in Michigan. So doing that type of line and tailgate is actually illegal in Michigan um, to the point where if someone decides from the, you know, the, the police or whatever um, to call like that brewery could lose their brewer's license or have it get suspended um, or lose their alcohol license or serving license. So there's a lot of you know, once I heard that, I stopped doing it. Like I stopped partaking in those kinds of things just because I don't want to, you know, just my luck. It's going to be, you know, uh, the guy from Better on Draft is the one we saw at the <laughs> the beer that, release party that, that got would be broken me. up by the cops. Yeah, don't worry. That would be me if anyone got caught doing that. So you're safe. <laughs> so, yeah, I did not want to. One, I didn't want to get the brewery in trouble as much as some breweries like Ascension and uh, a few other breweries don't, you know, they don't mind it. They uh, just kind of let it happen. They understand the responsibilities and the possibilities that might happen for them allowing it. So I, I just personally stopped it, whether they liked it or not. And I'll just go get the beers when I want to get the beers. But I think as we've grown grown up through this show, I just don't necessarily look around and chase beers anymore like i saw uh more bourbon county on the shelf this year than i have in most years and it might be it might be because of the pricing of some of these i saw regular yesterday or two days ago for 18.99 and i'm like oh no thank you i i'm not gonna spend 19 or 20 bucks after tax on a uh regular goose island beer um i will say in indiana uh, the doing the line share outside of the brewery is allowed here. It's it's um, we don't have open container laws like that. Um, but if we took them inside, that would be a problem. 
Yeah, I wonder what it would be like for at least the breweries that are in social districts now, uh, like your Urban Rest, Downtown Ferndale, or, uh, oh my God, Royal Oak Brewery and Royal Oak. Um, So those might be a little bit different, but at least prior to us having those social districts, that was the law and that was definitely a a no-no. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be the one who shuts down a brewery either. (laughs) Uh, Dan, what about you? Anything that, that you like to do or maybe family traditions that you have that involve beer, whiskey, alcohol in some realm? Well, the only tradition family wise is usually the Christmas morning, bloody Mary's back when my, uh, both of my parents were still around. Um, the only real tradition I have these days is still black Friday going to somewhere that they tap, um, BCBS because I, there's nothing quite like being able to go get it on draft and it's usually not around for too long. Um, I, I meant, or excuse me, I noticed you mentioned, you know, still being able to find it. That's everywhere. It doesn't sell like it used to. Um, I feel like they don't even send out as much anymore, but like I can still go to total wine and get all the variants except for the uh, two year one, at least out here. Those, those are pretty limited and are gone. Um, but yeah, I, I really like like a noon, 12 o'clock, you know, 1 p.m. on a Friday, going out where somewhere has it tapped and just enjoying a couple of glasses of that while you can actually get it on draft. I've been enjoying how a lot of breweries have embraced Black Friday as kind of like their big release day for specific beers or at least having some type of release. Like Odd Side does it. Um, there, There's a few others that are just really like, uh, blanking in my mind right now, but I know Oddside always does the Pigeon Hill. Pigeon Hill, yes. They usually have an awesome. Um, your mom on French toast usually, or grandma on French toast. That's when you can get their Mug Club membership too, and that their Mug Club membership always comes with a really awesome gift every year. I I have been a Mug Club member once for one year, and that's it. I At Pigeon don't... Hill or in general. In general. I I had a mug club to the downtown founders brewery for their grand opening and downtown Detroit. And I never used it. And I never like three months after it expired, I went and grabbed my glass and proceeded to accidentally. And this is truthfully accidentally break the glass uh, within a matter of like six hours. And I'm like, Oh, well that was money spent, I guess. Um, I, I love breweries that have releases. And I think that when breweries do have these releases, I don't feel a need to try the beer anymore. Like I remember having that FOMO, like not wanting to miss, like I remember like a Wednesday when the, um, what bar in Ferndale was tapping CBS at like two oh, yeah public house yeah public house and I remember bolting out of my apartment in Detroit going up to public house just so I could have a taste of it um and it, it was a, a fine beer but then like now I can get CBS anywhere and I'm like all right well that was kind of worthless to try it plus as as I you know there's just so much good beer out there these days mm-hmm. that I don't really feel the, I don't feel the need to. Like I'd rather just go to a brewery and whatever they have, they have like there are times where I want to like BCBS. That was the only barrel aged stout out there. Well, that and dragon's milk. Yeah. Yeah, Well, yeah. But that was, that was back when dragon's milk was just dragon's milk. There wasn't any variants. There wasn't any um, additions or anything like that. Uh, 
you know, in Southeast Michigan, obviously you have the 12 days of milkshake stout or flying Buffalo now, uh, which flying Buffalo gets released before black Friday. So the, the choices for beer is fairly simplistic, but now for me, like if it's a specific style, like a good style release, um, I might try to go get it. Like when, um, the fat King over at, loaded dice like that's not a, a barrel aged stout so i'm like all right well i'll go try that and give that a, a shot just because i feel like it's it's a little bit different and it's not just your standard barrel age because i mean i'm gonna be honest i'm drinking this and it's not bad it honestly just kind of tastes like every barrel aged stout out there these days <laughs> well the problem with barrel aged stout is like this one's good this doesn't have any well i mean there is coffee in speedway so i guess i should stop there the problem is you can't get too many barrel aged stouts without adjuncts these days mm-hmm. um Outside of BCBS and, you know, um, Dragon's Milk, you know, they all seem to have something in them. You know, uh, Narwhal. I think, Narwhal. I think a lot of them. There is a barrel. Yeah, There's a barrel aged Narwhal. I don't know if it's both. Sorry, Wendy, what were you saying? I think a lot of them have like that standard. This is our barrel aged stout. That is like, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, so I was at a brewery in Alabama this weekend, this past week, and they had El Gordo was their barrel-aged stout. And then they had a bunch of different variants like BCBS. So I brought them home. <laughs> well, here here in Michigan, so Flying Buffalo... Flying Buffalo has the standard variation and then all of the extra variations that are out there. Um, and it, it gets a, to a point where you're, you're, you're almost better off just like just making a regular beer with those adjuncts. Like I don't necessarily need to have a 16% beer now. Like I'm looking at the, the most recent flying Buffalo, like bourbon barrel aged chocolate drizzle cannoli. <laughs> like, that's what it is. <laughs> that's that's one of them. There's You're also not making that up. <laughs> no, I'm not. That was a 2023 variant of Flying Buffalo. Um, a, remember when there was deconstructed bomb? And maybe it come, came back. I don't know. But like Prairie did their deconstructed bomb. It was a four pack of the four flavors. I think one was plain. Well, plain. You know, just barely stout. That came in the the bomb, and so you had four. I guess there were 12 ounce cans of this thing, or maybe they were bottles. I can't remember. It's been too long, but uh, in theory, you could pour them all together and you'd, <laughs> you'd have a great big bomb again. <laughs> I mean, what that probably cost like $112 the way they price their beer. <laughs> I don't recall Prairie being too overly expensive in comparison to, to other plate, other beers. I mean, you'll pay 12, $13 for a 12 ounce versus, you know, the pine of this one, which was the same. Yeah, Speedway, we we get Ailsmith here in Michigan now, and I just haven't necessarily had a chance to, you know, do too much about it. Uh, but looking at the others, like that, there's obviously other 2023 flavors, I'm guessing, with Flying Buffalo. But according to Untappd, there is also like a churro flavor and then the regular flavor. Like, I don't know. I I know I'm the curmudgeon when it comes to all these fucking adjuncts in beer, but kind of like with fat King, sometimes I like, I don't mind the adjuncts, but I don't need a 18% beer or whatever. This is God forbid. I don't know what I'm drinking <laughs> percentage wise for this beer. 
Um, I wish there was a way I could put a get off my lawn sign right across town right now. <laughs> yeah. have to figure out how to do it for next show. I mean, I could probably figure it out. Yeah, 14%. Like, I don't need a... <laughs> I'd rather just have a, a beer, like just a, a stout with the adjuncts. If I want the adjuncts, I don't necessarily always need a barrel aged beer. Uh, Bats McGee over on our Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash better on draft. The cannoli flying Buffalo was delicious. So Dan, maybe you, uh, you'll have to seek it out when you're back in Michigan one day. Yeah, probably not, but I mean, you'll, you'll probably pour a little bit, have a little bit, and then I'll have to pour the rest out. Like I've done with every flying Buffalo that you've opened. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, My family doesn't have too much in the, the realm of alcohol traditions. Um, There's nothing really from uh, like bloody Mary's like Dan says, we don't have beer shares. Like the kids just kind of bring their own booze and that's it. The only thing is my my godfather i always buy a fit the crown for christmas that's what he wants and that's what he gets like he's the easiest person to shop for i ain't gotta i ain't gotta buy anything crazy i just buy a fit the crown a thing of jelly beans and it has to be the jelly belly he's you talk about curmudgeon he's like i don't want any of these fancy jelly beans i want the regular jelly belly jelly beans that's it (laughs) and i'm like all right that's easy easy to shop for so um that's the closest that comes Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that's the closest we have to an alcoholic tradition within my family is just the the little my gift to him every year. My family doesn't even drink when they get together. Do my they sister fight and her husband, My sister and her husband don't drink, so I don't tend to take beer there because they don't. So out of respect to them, I tend to not do that. If we do stuff at my house, I'll have a beer and I'll offer it to other people and they, they'll drink it. But for the most part, my family doesn't drink when they get together. Except for you. You're like, hey, more for me because I would do the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> if we're at my house, I will. But I don't take it if I'm going to their house. Oh, gotcha. You don't want to be that person. You're like, Yeah, I just going to have a few beers. No, it's just they don't. So there's really no reason for me to do it. And plus, I'm usually the one driving Graham. So. Oh, that's fair. So fun, you know, talking about that. Um, last summer, I went to a wedding here of some people I know, and we went over to their house after the rehearsal. And the the bride of the wedding said, like, yeah, you guys can bring beer over, do whatever you want. Saying this, too, and we know that the person she was marrying was an alcoholic. We show up that you only want only two people drinking, like going hard. It's like, oh, why didn't anyone tell me that there wasn't going to be anyone else drinking at this? It was I was like, whatever, <laughs> just kick back. Like, I don't care. So fun times. I think unless you're dealing with someone that might be like recovering and you drinking might be a, a trigger to them and out of respect, you don't need to drink. But I've had no issues being the only person like drinking at an event or a party or something like that. Like, all right, I, I, I'm not bringing 14 ounce or 14% barrel aged beers i'm just bringing like a six pack of bell zamber or something somewhere but or even just a few tall boys of miller light like i don't care i just i just want to have a few beers and enjoy the the company of everyone but um yeah the other side of that when i'm the driver i don't have a problem not drinking at a party where there's booze around either 
No, at that point, I even if I want to, I just go to Total Wine and grab an A beer too. Like I was the the DD for a Halloween party a couple years ago, and I. I wanted to drink because these guys were if if this sentence makes sense, I I hope it does, especially to the people listening, but it was everybody has kids and they all found babysitters that night. (laughs) Like that's how wild this party was with the amount of alcohol and intoxication. And I was, I was one of maybe two or three sober people there that night. And it was a, uh, a hoot to say the least trying to <laughs> just keep my mind straight like figuring stuff out like i'm hiding in the basement because i am just not i'm on a different level like they are on six six advanced levels of intoxic uh, intoxication i'm just sitting there like i don't know what to do are, are, you, are you are you making up a fake party to talk about when you were in high school right now no, like I drank when I was in high school. Like, oh, no, there's a specific party I'm talking about. I still what? drank that night, just not as Did much you? as other oh. people. <laughs> okay. That's the, just making Dan, sure. Dan's referencing, and like, I, I don't know about your high school parties that everyone had, but my high school parties were just your basic, you know, house party, parents and home. So we have booze and we're just drinking booze. And there was a kid who polished a uh, pint of 151 as if it was fucking it was a fifth. uh <laughs> yeah in it in so fast and one of the scariest things ever because we had to like call to get his parents to pick him up because this dude was about 350 yeah and like in like six four and there there wasn't any move in him um I don't think yeah. they make 151 anymore. Uh, Bacardi doesn't. Don Q still does. <laughs> okay, yeah. excellent. It still exists out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The the initial like Bacardi 151 is no longer, but there are 151 proof rums uh, that are out there. I'm sure actually our our rum expert who's in the chat right now, Bill, could probably name all the ones that still exist. Um, <laughs> as he's like a he's an actual professional rum drinker. Um, yeah uh taste tester judge kind of person so uh, i know he knows his way around some rum better on draft is made possible thanks to our sponsor north center brewing in northville michigan open tuesday to sunday north center provides a fun atmosphere with amazing beer try their bobby english while playing shuffleboard or wash down their classic reuben sandwich with a glass of painkiller find them online at northcenterbrewing.com Better on Draft is sponsored by Zatuna Liquor. Located on Rochester Road in Rochester Hills, go visit Jack and see why he is known as one of the best beer and bourbon stores in the state. A large variety of singles, wine, booze, and snacks, Zatuna Liquor is your one-stop shop before a party. Better on Draft is sponsored by Craft Tapped. Currently located in 11 states, including Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota, Craft Tapped is a monthly subscription that pays for itself after just one visit to your local brewery. Use the code BOD at checkout and receive 15% to any membership, not just for Michigan fans. For Michigan fans, get 50% off your first two pints at each venue you go to, including Better On Draft-sponsored North Center Brewing and 2022 March Draftness winner Copper Hop in St. Clair Shores. Um, Wendy, how was your trip? What did you do? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. We hit um, 15 breweries in five different states. Graham tried beer at three of them. Her face was like this for almost all of them. 
She did like the Belgian triple. She said it tasted like bubble gum. Go figure. All right. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what we did. We just kind of hung out and spent some time with my family. Uh, I made sure that I did all of my advent calendar TikToks. Man, that's a lot of Pilsner. That's all I have to say. Oh, I yeah. cannot wait for this advent calendar to be over with. I, I like it. I like beer flavored beer. I can't take another Hellas. Yeah, that seems a little little uh, just, cheap to go that route. I don't like that. Ken, I mean, there's... You... Go oh, ahead. go ahead, Wendy. Sorry. Go ahead and ask your question. Oh, I was going to say, Ken, didn't you do a Japanese whiskey advent calendar before? I did. I actually, you might be able to see over my shoulder, there is still two bottles left um, because uh, there are two of those bottles. Um, the the one ounce dram that's in them is market value, like bar value. If you went to a bar and got it, they're like $75 pours for like, an ounce. Um, yeah. So those like the, the other ones, like I, I kind of drank, I saved the few that I knew were going to be high, high value to save, to share with someone. Um, so uh-huh. like in July, I had a buddy come over who he made the mistake to tell me, first of all, I didn't drive up there. So then he made the mistake of saying my beer is your beer. <laughs> and this guy had dark lords and so many amazing beers and i was cracking them open and drinking them as if i didn't have to drive because i didn't <laughs> and sure as shit like i i think they tallied it up and i drank like 150 dollars worth of beer <laughs> oh well so I, at one point, this was a while ago, I gave him a, a four pack of KBS, like a four year vert that I had just sitting around. Um, I got his wife, uh, there, there's a beer from founders that she loves. It was like big luscious or something like that. Um, so I had like a couple bottles of those and then I was like, all right, that's the final, that's the final payback. It is is doing that. Um, all right. So uh Gordon Barba on our YouTube, so jealous that'd be awesome to do referencing Wendy's trips, which we'll go back to in just a minute. Uh Bill in the Facebook chat, Don Q Cruzan is still being made, Hamilton Lemon Heart, and one from Grenada that I can't remember the name of. So those are the ones that are still making 151. So there's a lot of 151 choices out there. You could do a 151 flight. Yeah, your heart. You can. Was my, <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to taste that last one. <laughs> uh, he figured it out. River Antoine Estate, and then finally on our Twitch page, Gorzilla uh, says, "So jealous. Would love to travel to all those breweries, Wendy." Well, uh, you went to fifteen. Give us, give us some highlights. What states were you in? What breweries did you go to? How many flights did you have? So we started with Country Boy in Kentucky because I had never been there. That was, um, they had a crazy ton of different styles on tap. It was like 30 some beers that they had on tap, beers and ciders, um, a wide variety. It was really awesome. Um, Unfortunately, that was a lunch stop. So I had to take some home with me because I could only do a flight. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was like, man, I want to do more of these right now, but I couldn't because I had to drive. 
Um, some of the other ones, I actually took a day trip once we got to Alabama. Um, I went and spent the night in Athens, Georgia, so that I could go to Creature Comfort. And we did their beer trail there. That was awesome. They have six breweries on their beer trail that um, are all different styles. And the beer was amazing. Uh, one place was doing karaoke. Now, if you know me, I am not a karaoke fan at all. I hate it. It literally is like pure hell for me. This was the most fun karaoke I have ever seen. There was a guy there that was doing like country songs as like screamo metal songs. It was so awesome. <laughs> like he did um, Miranda Lambert's um, the Hydra Crazy. I don't know what that one's called, but all I remember is that particular line in it. It was so it was the best version I'd ever heard of it. Like they were just playing awesome songs like we didn't even want to leave. But we were on a time limit because we had hit six breweries in 24 hours. Oh, um, Creature Comfort was awesome. They're, they have so many more beers than the ones that I've been introduced to in other parts of the state there. Um, Terrapin in Athens was really awesome. They, I actually am hoping that we can get them on the show because they have are doing some really awesome things. They have the best marketing plan I've ever seen in my life, too, because they've got their little logo with a state outline for every state that they're in. And they're in like six or seven states. So to me, I'm like, well, damn it. Now I want to go and get one from all the different states. <laughs> so I just thought that was really cool. I'm like, that's brilliant marketing. In my opinion. Yeah, Terrapin. Um, Entered Michigan, I believe they were in as recent as 2021, because I remember them being at the Jackson Beer Festival that myself and our uh, editor went to. And I know they pulled out of Michigan, so they're no longer in Michigan, but I'm pretty sure they're a Tenth and Blake company, so they're Molson Coors. Um, so we might be able to see them sometime soon, or at least maybe try to get something done with Atwater here, which is also a Molson Coors company. So we'll talk about that later. Um, I <laughs> I also um, went to a place called Good People Brewing. That was the El Gordo in Alabama. That place was amazing. Their beer was so good. Uh, my dad didn't want to leave. He actually wanted me. That's where I, I paid for the four pack of the variants which was way more than I planned on paying for beer there. And he almost asked me, he's like, I kind of want to ask you to leave one of those bottles with me. He's like, but you traveled a really long way to get them. <laughs> so I gave him other beer. Um, I have else, had three from good people. I was, I was down in Alabama a long time ago, but yeah, I had three from them. They're really I liked good. Them. Yeah. And then there was another brewery in Alabama called True Story Brewing, which, you know, I went because I say true story all the time. So that um, brought it to my attention. But they um, are a music venue and they have every like once a week they have jazz. They have all these different metal concerts like it, it was really cool. I really like that brewery, too. But they only had one beer of theirs on tap and everything else was um, guest beers. So that was kind of disappointing, but the venue was awesome. I would have been there all the time. 
So, I, I mean, it was really cool. We, there was a lot of different breweries that I saw. Um, we did a light show in Alabama <laughs> at their racetrack that was really cool. That was set to music. But you didn't realize it was set to music until you got like halfway through. And you could see like the whole thing all at once changing with the music. That was really cool. That's what I did on my trip. I drank beer and we we watched a lot of holiday movies. Oh, the good old Hallmark channel. <laughs> no, they don't have Hallmark. We had to do everything on Netflix because they're, where they're at, they didn't have cable. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think what there's definitely plenty of those Hallmark type movies, though, that sprinkle into Hulu and Netflix and Peacock and all those other. Oh, I don't yeah. know who owns the Hallmark channel these days, but uh, we I, speaking of like holiday movies, we just watched the movie Silent Night with Joel Kinnaman. And um, it's the second movie in 2023 I've watched that has no dialogue. What? And it. No dialogue the entire movie. And this movie is, is why I, that's, that's a great question. Um, for, for this one, it's because he can't talk. He got shot in the throat. Um, so that's, that's why he can't talk. I don't know why all the people he killed couldn't talk or why kid Cuddy who plays the cop couldn't talk. Um, I guess they didn't like Let's be clear for the people out there. So this isn't the 2012 classic Silent Night that has the, the Santa Claus going around killing people. Correct. Right? No, this, this is we're not 20, talking about the same movie. 2023 Silent Night starring Joel Kinnaman and Kid Cudi. We do not watch uh, the same Christmas movies. <laughs> Dan, why don't you tell me about the killer Santa Claus? Oh well, there's a lot of there's that one's good. I'm trying to remember the one, the name of the one that has the robot killer Santa, um, which is even more ridiculous. I, in fact, I watched it the other day, um, not on the right computer. I still have it on uh, on uTorrent. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good, you know, horror Christmas movies. Um, God, there's another one that just came out this year too, and I can't even think of the name of it. Justin Long good. just came out with one. He's apparently having a renaissance of horror flick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those movies. are the only good Christmas movies. I just, in fact, I'm watching the trailer from Silent Night 2012, and Santa electrocuted someone with a Christmas lights, like an electric chair. <laughs> See, this is this is good Christmas. Everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, sure. There's, there's, there. Well, there's one that came out last year called Violent Night. Um, that's what I'm thinking of. Was it last year? Yeah, that's that's the one with. Um, Oh my God! The guy from David Harbor. Uh, David Harbor's in it. John Leguizamo's in it. Um, I really couldn't tell you the rest of the cast, but uh, it's like Santa come because David Harbor plays the actual Santa, mm-hmm. and they're like a family gets like kidnapped, um, and they're trying to be exploited for their money, and Santa saves the day. And there's like like a whole homage to Home Alone. <laughs> in the thing uh from what i remember we watched that last year uh for sure i um i haven't seen the the horror have you seen the horror thanksgiving movie that came out this year you mean thanks oh never mind. i'm thinking of halloween no there's yeah. a, wait there's a horror thanksgiving movie 
Yeah, it's amazing. It, it just came out this year. It's it's called Thanksgiving. Um, it's not campy like Thanksgiving is with the the murderous turkey. Um, uh, I, I just also learned that there's at least two sequels to that movie too that I did not know about that I need to go watch. But yeah, there's there's like a Thanksgiving horror movie that came out too. I'm kind of there's a lot of new horror that's coming out that for all of the repeats that we're getting with like the child's play TV show and scream six and the continuation of the conjuring universe. Like we're still getting a decent amount of horror flicks out there. That's new and interesting. Like old was pretty good. Truth or dare was good. Um, I'm the, the new goosebump show was pretty good. Uh, if you haven't watched that, that's on Hulu. I think the new saw movie was pretty good. I, I, I'm going to be honest. Somebody said Spiral. Is Are you talking about Spiral or Saw no, X? No, uh, Saw X, yeah. Spiral is so, really good, too. Somebody told me to watch Spiral. It's not as, in the term I always use, murder porny um, as the other Saw movies are. Yeah, it's uh, totally worth it. And it's a different story, so it is kind of disconnected. But I I started it and like three minutes in and something fucking awful is happening. I'm like, this is not for me. That happens in every Saw movie, though, no matter what it is. But but that's the thing, though, is is that I think I think I've passed the phase of wanting to watch that. Like, I thought Hostel was an awesome movie and I probably would never want to watch it again because I, I also need this get off my lawn thing to go across ken because you're on you're on you're on a streak tonight man <laughs> because my preferences I, uh, change as I, i've gotten older what was that wendy i've never seen a single saw movie oh they're worth watching they're pretty good there's I have seen a couple hostels i i watched the first hostel and then i remember the beginning of the second hostel which like kind of finishes the first one and then goes off into its own story. Um I yeah like saw I it, it was a really interesting movie and interesting concept but I think at some point it got kind of repetitive and I know it kind of goes from um what's his name John I think John something um the main protagonist to uh, that one girl that he saves turning into a uh, actual villain. Well, that's the uh, fun thing about Saw X that you actually bring that up. It, this actually happens between Saw one and two, or no, actually just prior to Saw one, I believe, because they're both still alive. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, I, even though it came out a while ago. But they've done a lot of interesting concepts with that. I mean, was it three and four that were actually happening at the same time? Either three or four, or four and five. You find I, out the, at the end of the second one, they were actually both happening simultaneously. Well, the, the same thing happened to me with the, the final destination series. Like I watched like the first two, maybe even three. And that was it. Like, I'm like, all right, well, this is kind of the, it's the exact same movie over and over and over again, just different, uh, different ways to die. And, um, different ways to like cheat death. Like what did they learn this time? Of course, I'm still like the scarred for life. I don't know about you guys, but like getting behind a log truck on a freeway, uh, still like one of the scariest things ever. Fucking trains. Like, <laughs> I, I three people back from trains, three cars back. If I'm the first person on a train and if people honk at me, I'll just be like, go around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care. Go around. <laughs> Not doing it. 
I saw that's, that guy get, get decapitated. We're not doing it. That was Stifler, Sean William Scott. <laughs> yeah, I remember absolutely. that exactly. <laughs> the 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 exact part. But you know, we're we're kind of talking about how we're these movies saw X final destination, like five or six came out. Um, like there's still a lot of good new horror out there that I've been enjoying. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a, a horror guy minus the, the, the murder gore porn, uh, the get off my lawn versions of, <laughs> uh, more of a killer horror. clowns and out from outer space. Kind of. I actually have never watched that movie. It's worth it just for the laughs. Are you more into the jump scares than the gore part of it? I I like thriller and... um, Like the song, the music video? Yes, yes, (laughs) like the song and the music video. Um, Thriller, monster... Uh, I'm, I'm always good for a good killer monster movie. Like, even, even if it's campy, great. I don't care. Um, if it's, if it tries to be real and good, like Cloverfield, you know, like when we're we're on like Tremor seven or eight right now, like that was such a funny, uh, funny one to finish. Uh, yeah, the, the graboids, the underground giant worms that come up and eat you. They hunt by sound. What was the one with Betty White and the alligator? Uh, Lake Placid. Yeah, that one was. I like that one. I'll tell you. You mentioned Cloverfield. That is the biggest fail that had so much potential. I, think, I as far as movies go, I enjoyed the sequel with uh, John Goodman, the Ten Cloverfield Lane. That I think that you, was like not supposed to be a sequel. Yeah, and they turned it into one. Yeah, and it, you know, it really wasn't until the very end. You know, the whole thing. It was weird, but. I like I think I like that one the most too because he was really good in that. Uh somebody in the chat uh said that they're waiting for the sequel to the 1992 classic Dead Alive. Uh I've never heard of it, but it's got an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh right up your alley. Peter Jackson, I have no idea. I have no idea what this is. So <laughs> do you are we ever gonna get a um a sequel to that awesome movie from 1988 called They Live with our boy Rowdy Roddy Piper. Is oh that is that the one with the um that's supposed to be like Duke Nukem character? Yeah, and he's like, I'm here to kick ass and chew, chew bubblegum. Bubble gum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I I don't even think I've seen that. I've seen plenty of uh like videos and clips from it on you know, social media, YouTube, etc. But I don't think I've ever actually seen that movie. Uh, I mean, I'm as I mentioned. Uh, are you all, all three of you horror buffs? You're awfully quiet, Rob. Not a big. I am not a horror buff. No, I, I mean, oh, they're okay. fine. I, but I would never pick a horror movie. <laughs> so I'm a big watch horror. One was on. <laughs> like horror video games, I'm all about. I don't really watch a lot of movies. Um, like I love the Saw movies, um, but horror games, you know, like Dead by Daylight, we've played that religiously. Um, Alan Wake 2 that just came out. There's a lot of great horror games out there, if you like that kind of thing, that I think are actually better than a lot of movies in most ways. What exactly makes it a horror game? The setting, the you know, the same type of setting as a movie. Um, like Dead by Daylight, you're getting chased by one of the killers, whether it be you know, is it Leatherface that they put in there? Michael Myers, that sort of thing. Um, okay. Ellen Wake, I'm not going to go into spoiling it because Ellen Wake 2 is still pretty new. Yeah, just pretty um, new. 
yeah. So, but it's an entire horror story about getting trapped somewhere and go read the synopsis. Definitely. If you want to take a look, but it's a great horror movie or horror game. Yeah. I stopped watching horror movies when I stopped helping put haunted houses together. Haunted houses are fun. I mean, for those who go through them, I don't need to put them together anymore. So I don't (laughs) need to do the research. (laughs) So I don't watch like jaws is as horror as it gets for me. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a monster movie. Um, there was like, as Dan said, Dan said, um, dead by daylight, you know, is, is definitely a lot of fun. There was a game that I loved playing. Cause I love like horror mystery games. Um, like Emily wants to play. was a really good one. The issue is that there's a lot of indie trash horror movie, like games that are just there to like get you to jump scare. Um, there is one that's pretty cool that, uh, it's tied to your microphone, um and you're not supposed to scream or make a sound or anything like that and it like triggers your microphone and that's how you die is you you make too much noise are you Um, serious yeah it it just came out not too long ago i don't know the name of it but um i've seen plenty of it on because i watch a lot of creators that play dead by daylight they'll get into some other um horror genre type um games themselves but the the Walking Dead Telltale, um, Wendy, you'd probably like that. It's it's not horror as much as it's um, very good story based, um, and it's decision making, uh, game altering events. So there's not really much where you got to like time a specific jump to do something crazy. Like you just kind of go through the game and make decisions, and the game plays through. Um, kind of like life. Oh my God, what's the uh, Life is good. Life is not life high. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it though. It's it's the one with the the young high school girl protagonist, and she has like a power or something like that. Um, man, I am brain fogging today. That's for sure. <laughs> um, life is strange. That's it. Yep. That's it. Um, but yeah, another one of those games that's it's it's a horror game. You know, kind of like a, a edge of your seat thriller, but it's more based on the reactions that you make, like because you pissed off this character earlier in the game, this character is now going to screw you over, you know, six scenes later. Um, yeah. So I, think like it's funny three. I will read horror. Stephen King was one of my favorite authors since I was like junior high. I remember, I think I was in like seventh or eighth grade. The first time I read pet cemetery, like it was, I was young. It was very, it was very early for that type of, material and i'll read i like mystery suspense thrillers that kind of stuff but for movies one i don't get a lot of time to watch movies without graham and she's not about any type of horror or gore at all i could see that so i don't know i guess i think it's weird that i don't like movies like that but i'll read that book every day uh, Bill in the chat saying the last movie he watched in that style was The Serpent and the Rainbow back in 1989. Um, not even a little f- while. Yeah, and wasn't even was, born yet. Hey, I was born. Thank you. Were you like two? Uh, those three. <laughs> um, Whatever. Yeah, well, you, you mentioned Pet Cemetery. That's another movie that uh, just had a, a new version of it. Um, 
that just came out on Paramount, I think. So that that came out on Paramount Plus. Yeah, it might have been on Paramount Plus. Um, there there is a new series, and I'll uh, I'll leave it with this because we're about to go into our break. Uh, we will be back for those listening live at about eight twenty five p.m. Eastern. Um, but uh, like Paranormal Activity, I that's basically where my like what I like in a movie, like a little jump scare, a little like keep you on your edge of your seat. Is something going to happen? Is nothing going to happen? Um, what's going on? What's the story? Why is the demon there? you know, what's happened. Um, and I, I remember, I think it was number two, which had the, uh, the demon and the, the connect was on like the Xbox connect and the demon shadow was like shown through the Xbox connect. Like somebody was walking through, but you couldn't see somebody walk through. Um, but they're like the, the found footage phenomenon, which is a documentary that just came out, really did a great job of uh, talking about how the um, the found footage movie style came about from Blair Witch to Paranormal Activity to um, I think it's called Megan is Missing, which is a that's a that's a rough watch for anyone. Don't don't go watch that if you don't have to. So, um, you know you brought up the found footage thing. I'll drop this real quick. I'm sure you've seen it, Ken. But the back rooms, the original creator of it, that's absolutely amazing. If you like found footage stuff. Is that the Italian flick or is that something else? No, it's on YouTube. Um, look it up. People listening will probably know, but it's really good if you like found footage type things. Uh, I do. I do. There there was a because they talk about Bruce, Bruce Willis's Bruce Leroy, Bruce Bruce Willis's commentary during an interview saying that how as he's getting interviewed, he said sooner or later, some kid in a um, a school like a video movie school is going to figure out a way to make a movie with this camera for like ten thousand dollars and blow us out of the water and make a shit ton of money and then (laughs) like that's like the start of the documentary and then it goes to the blair witch project and talks about all the blair witch project stuff um this is better on draft uh beer and movies apparently today horror movies um that is going to do it for this episode have a great holiday uh, think about starting a, a tradition with your family. You know, maybe a, a specific tradition. Maybe you get a, a new bottle of beer or a new uh, fifth of whiskey, something to try for the family as you guys are together. Everyone gets a little dram and enjoys it. Uh, but that is going to do it for this episode 336. We will be back, though, 825 p.m. Eastern uh, as we go over the craft beer news. That is going to do it for myself, Wendy, Rob, and Dan. Thank you so much for joining us live, of course, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Kick. And no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night. Cheers.